Hello, this is Joey Ryan, and you're listening to Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show. It's our time, we're taking over the prime time. And if you cross us, you're stepping over the fine line. We can take this to the center of the ring And when the bell dings, it's time to go I'll hit the top rope while you're bleeding No, slam me with the chair in the back of your head Put you through a table, now you're thinking you're dead As I climb the ladder and reclaim the belts You're going home with a face full of welts We came to win, oh you better know It's Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show Hello and welcome to another episode of Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show I'm Brendan Creasy I'm Matt Benson. And we have a guest today, somebody yes, uh, that you met at Comic-Con. Yes, that's correct. A uh, very special guest. Uh, fans of the Thrilling Adventure Hour know him as Philip Fathom, Deep Sea Detective. Fans of Welcome to Night Vale will know him as Steve Carlsberg. And uh, great comedy fans will know him by his real name, which is Hal Ublin. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's Thanks great to have you. You're our first official guest. Yeah. The entire time we've done the show, so yeah, I uh, I want to talk about how you got on the show. So I, I we met at Comic Con, and I I gave you a card just asking you to be on any show, and your eyes lit up when you saw that there was a pro wrestling show. Yes, absolutely true. I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Have have been since I was a kid. When did you start watching? What was what was your era when you started watching? Jeez, I uh, well, I was born in '77, so I started oh, wow, watching okay. right around like WrestleMania one. I remember going to the. I, I grew up in Philadelphia, and I went to the Spectrum to watch WrestleMania three in closed circuit. Oh, nice, nice. So we have a. So you're more. We have a similar because Benson's much later. Benson, like you started around the McMahon Helmsley era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, attitude area, McGann Helmsley, that that right. Whereas, there. so we've we've been, we got we're a few eras advanced, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, we we went through like the TL Hopper era and, and all of that fun stuff. Yeah, all, all the way through. So like Hulkamania to the, um, I don't know what you would call that era. The Vince McMahon almost went to jail forever, so they were, they they didn't have a lot of. They kind of tried to. I don't know what they were doing. They're like, "Hey, we're not, we're not all beefed up, muscly guys. Here's a guy dressed as a baseball player." Yeah, and exactly. It was everybody had to have a job. So you had the yeah. wrestling plumber, you had the dumpster drosy. I mean, like, like, uh, and then uh, Kane, the, the early appearance of oh, Kane yeah. is Isaac Yankum, DDS. Yeah, yeah Jerry Lawler's evil dentist. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was quite an era. Now, have you been watching on the regular uh, this the, this whole time? You know, uh, I, I kind of I went on and off. I, I watched it really hardcore from like 2000 to maybe 2004 or five, and then yeah. I just sort of I would watch WrestleMania every year with a group of friends, uh, and then one of my really close friends got the WWE Network and gave me his password, and then I bought it nice. for myself, and then sort of got caught up on everything, and and now I watch it uh, regularly. Probably oh, some nice. See, that's what this is. What this is. What we, I was. I was reading about this today, and I and I think this. I've had. I've heard so many stories like that about the WWE Network. Maybe instead of just saying nine ninety nine all the time, they should have more like, hey, 
like I don't know, more testimonial type things like uh, that. I don't know, not to plug other podcasts here, but I don't know if you guys listen to uh, Jim Ross's podcast, The Ross yes. Report. But he spends a lot of time, I mean, if you're out there and a wrestling fan, he, he opens every show, spending about a half an hour talking about the state of the business. And he mm-hmm. always talks about uh, how they should be promoting WWE Network more through uh, through testimonials, in particular from the talent. Like you never yeah. hear them say what they're watching. Yeah, it's always cool to hear what they like in in other. I've seen I listen on other podcasts and at other events where they've asked wrestlers that question, and it's really cool to hear like, oh, Steve Regal like is way into listening, watching this stuff, and this is what Stone Cold loves to watch, and then talking about it. And I feel like yeah, they really, I don't know, somebody. They're not really marketing it correctly, and I'm really scared that it'll fail and and then <laughs> it'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's 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 a fantastic product, and I was talking to somebody about it today. But they, I mean, for the the size of the library that they control, I mean, they have oh, yeah. like a sliver of it. They have so it's much. Nuts. Yeah. It's, it's like when you think about this. All the TV just from WWF, when you think about that, that's crazy. Then you go into WCW, and then all the other federations, like, they haven't even touched, like, the like Bill Watts' deep, like, Mid-South and, like, um, the, like, Smoky Mountain Wrestling and yeah. um, some of that, all that other stuff. The, the, um, the um, what was the AWA? They haven't had any AWA stuff, and there's... Like there's gold, there's so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really hope it die. It doesn't die before it gets to the point where it can really explore that. Yeah. Back. I, well, the I think the global launch. I mean, that's going to be a big deal, especially when it goes to the UK in October. But I just I was just reading about what they were hoping. They were hoping to have a million subscribers just in the US before they even went global, and they we got to like 750, if that. 750,000. So that's why they pulled the trigger a little early on the global thing. Huh. Um, but it's Okay, how about how about this as a, as a pitch for an angle? Some kind of thing where the WWE network is is representative of Obamacare. Because that was <laughs> right there but Obamacare made it. There's something there I feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need, we need some kind of some kind of apology and yeah. then like a relaunch. <laughs> And, I don't know, I mean, the biggest thing that I hear constantly is, like, where's Nitro? Where's all the Raws? Like, I get why they, I mean, I I was a little bummed out how they initially said, yeah, the day after Raw, you're going to have Raw up, and that didn't come to pass, but that was because of, um, they kind of jumped the gun there. It seems like they do that a lot. And they now, how long is their deal with Hulu? Because that's why, right? Well, that and so it's thirty days now. It was even worse, but they got it down to thirty days, and they I think they renewed their deal with Hulu. So I don't know if that's ever happening. I don't know what they're doing. It doesn't okay. make sense. Um, but you would think that they would at least have all the old draws, which they are slowly doing, very slowly. And right now we're in like the ninety four, ninety five era, which is. The era we were just talking about. Yeah, that's yeah. like the early one, two, three kid and Razor Ramon feel. Yeah, Repo and... Man. Although I have to say the the Macho Man Repo Man hat feud 
<laughs> when Repo Man stole Macho Man's hat has been very entertaining to relive. It's still not quite, you know, the the stuff that I was hoping to have access to, you know. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was watching... Go ahead. But they're, you know, supposedly they're going to start showing... night. They're going to start having Nitro in the fall. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. Makes sense. I was watching uh, one of those recently. I saw a young, unknown jobber by the name of Matt Hardy show up. Oh, yeah, they show up a bunch. Both of them. Yeah. Uh, They were jobbers for like two or three years. Yeah. Should we we dive into SummerSlam? Yeah, I mean, um, I I went to SummerSlam. Yeah, I was supposed to go. I had a ticket. uh, And then my my friend who was getting married and for whom I'm the best man decided to have his wedding shower that day. So I, I was not at the event, but I, okay, I watched it okay. on the WWE Network. Stop stop right there. So I did – what is a wedding shower? I've heard of a bridal shower. Is that a thing? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, at this event, I was given a ring to take care of, which I also didn't know was a tradition, so I'm not the one to ask. I'm not up on these mm. traditions. Uh, you know, I, I when I got married, my wife had a series of bridal showers, and she always wanted me to be there, which was totally cool. But, she had a series uh, of them? She had more than one? Yeah, because she's from Florida, and I'm from Philadelphia, so my mother wanted to throw her one, and then she had people throw her one, and then there was one here. You know, all the different people who, who might attend the wedding so, sort of want to throw one. It's it's that's, that's sort of like a, huh. a open rules. But I, I can understand, like, this is a modern wedding, and we totally yeah. want to uh, – we're going to do this together, so we're going to make it a wedding shower. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, to my knowledge, there was no bridal shower. This this was okay. what was so held. Okay, this is kind of that whole. Okay, I just I don't know. You missed out, man. Yeah, I did miss. And also, I I I I really wanted to go to the uh, Welcome to Night Vale Thrilling Adventure crossover where where John Roderick performed on stage, but that was uh that was their engagement party. So oh, and that was incredible. <laughs> so was, what's yeah, next? That's, that's what's my, next? Well, I'll tell you what's next is uh, Matt Gorley is on the Dead Authors Pod. Uh, on the day of their uh, the rehearsal dinner. Oh, this needs to stop. Okay, so that's what you were... I saw your tweet. You're like... Or was that on your Facebook? You're like, the next thing is David Bowie's going to announce his one-man concert in my house on the day of the uh, wedding. Yeah, that's. I think that's where this is headed based on what has happened so yeah, far. Yeah, you're going to get a call. You're like, hello, Matthew. I can only play one day. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you're the biggest fan of my music and also I really like wrestling and I'd love to talk with you about it. <laughs> yeah, just everything in one day. But only that day, uh, yeah. That's the only yeah. day, that day and never again. And I'm never yeah. going to talk to you. That's probably <laughs> what's the next phone call you're getting. Well, that's yeah. unfortunate because I didn't watch the post show. Did they catch the end of the show? We'll start with the end because that's what you should do. You, you watched on the WWE Network, presumably, uh, Hal? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, yeah, same here. Okay. Um, after the pay per view stopped, first Cena got booed like crazy, and I could tell they were doing some scripted stuff because he was like talking to all the doctors and hollering up. But he also legitimately looked like concussed, like very concussed. <laughs> well, and. What? Yeah. One of those first two German suplexes he took, it looked like he landed on his head. Yeah, and then, there was and then one the that few was after brutal. that. Was, yeah, like the like the maybe it was like the second one, and then after that, like in watching it, it was like Brock Lesnar was definitely protecting him a lot more and making sure he dropped on the like <laughs> yeah. just make sure that back and uh, and shoulder hits down, buddy. Yeah. 
So that was that was one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. <laughs> that was just like let's watch a man get just completely destroyed and I I got to say I was amazed that they did it. Yeah. A quick shout out by the way. Thanks Brendo for uh for telling me the ending even though you knew I was not watching it live because that's why I was not there. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> you were watching you it. I I I waited. I thought I waited <laughs> long enough. <laughs> I thought you were watching it just like on a delay. Yeah. Uh no, you didn't hear we didn't hear any of the booing on the on the network feed, but you as oh. Like Paul Hammond and Brock Lesnar were like celebrating on the ramp. You could kind of hear a na 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 in the oh, background. Dude. It was loud, and then they did the they na 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 Cena out of the building. <laughs> like, did the hey hey goodbye, and that was crazy. It was it was it was it was it was it just it was so weird going a year a year before where we were also at, we were you and I were at SummerSlam. Um, where every angry Daniel Bryan fan, which was most of the building, were yelling bullshit at the yeah. end of the show. <laughs> um, much happier fans leaving, so that was good. Yeah. Well, there were a lot of kids crying. <laughs> you could actually hear on the network feed, and I, Matt, I bet you heard this too. There's like one kid who's probably ringside. Yeah. Who kept going, let's go see them yeah, by himself. Nobody yeah. was with him. There's yeah. always that kid, man. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like he was mic'd. Like it's, he, he got through real clear. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was sitting up as like as, as absolutely high you could go. And I my harsh lesson this year was. Um, sitting on an aisle seat seems cool because you can get out right away, but it also means that you have to stand up every five minutes because people have to go to the bathroom and get beer, and that gets really annoying really quickly. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, I just didn't, like, people would get up, like, in the middle of, like, exciting things happening. I'm like, do you even, what are you doing here? Why are you, what are you doing? Um, and then, like, and, 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 that didn't make sense, and uh, but and then we were sitting next to this guy, and it was it, it was actually pretty awesome. He was like right straight up like classic wrestling fan, root for every face, boo out of boo the heels, and he was going cr- crazy during the Rusev match. Like I thought he was gonna start crying, <laughs> and then like for Cena, he was like screaming at the top of his lungs, like. Benson, you talked. We talked um, last episode about how much I freaked out when Sting came out of Comic Con. Like this was way more than that. Like a million times more. It was crazy. But it was kind of. Sometimes it makes me. I'm like, oh man, I wish, I wish I loved anything as half as much as this guy loves John Cena right now. <laughs> but it was fun. It's always fun going live, but. We were even closer to the pyro side, or they moved. I don't know what they did. I thought we were in the same exact section. It was so loud, but luckily, like, they're cutting. They must be cutting the heck out of the budgets because there was, like, way less pyro this year. There's only, like, three wrestlers that had pyro. Remember when, like, all the wrestlers used to just have crazy nuts pyro? Like, that was. Yeah, that was my childhood. That was. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, my my favorite pyro of all time was uh, fully loaded 2000, which was the first time Kurt Angle ever had pyro to one of his entrances. Oh and, man! Uh, yeah. That that whole angle was him. Uh, he just kept upsetting the Undertaker. 
<laughs> so he was running from the Undertaker the whole time and afraid. So his pyro, it might not have even been, you know what, it wasn't fully loaded. It was like a, like the Raw maybe a couple weeks before. And uh, his pyro went off for the first time and, like, scared the hell out of him. Yeah. It was so, like, I was like, oh, he gets it. He way gets it. The, the Somebody actually put together some clips of Paul Heyman being scared by Brock Lesnar's pyro. <laughs> like just him jumping. Like and um, but yeah, because I don't think people. If you, it's it doesn't come across. It comes sort of across on TV, but it is so loud. Like especially in like a smaller arena, like it is deafeningly loud. Especially the yeah. opening pyro. Like it's oh my god. Yeah, I don't understand how all older wrestlers are not just completely deaf by the time they retire. Yeah, it's and, so and then, crazy. And then I think about, and then I watch things like Goldberg's entrance and other guys where they're just standing in the pyro. Yeah. Like, yeah. How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> I guess I guess he just that he's tough. I mean that definitely proved that, but yeah, a lot of those guys must not be able to hear. Up. Exactly. Like Kane has to be deaf. Or wear secret earplugs. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he does have a mask that that could conceivably be hiding earbuds. Yeah, it has That's fake true. hair on it. Why not? Yeah, it's weird. Can we, it's weird that they just now openly acknowledge that it's fake hair because he turns in the mask with the wig. Well, every it time wasn't always fake hair. Can. Yeah. I wonder how yeah. long it's been fake hair. Probably at least the last five years or so. Well, he hasn't. I mean, I guess when he first when he wore the mask again. Yeah. He, so it's just been since I think since he wore them. So I wonder if like he's like, all right, I get to grow my hair back, and then he's like, oh no, it's not coming back because <laughs> he's been shaving his head for. Or maybe that's why he started shaving his head. Who knows? Uh, yeah. I I always wonder if Angle like because Angle that was his he he started going bald as part of a gimmick match, but then I wonder if that's the whole reason why they did the gimmick match because Angle's like, hey guys, I'm I'm gonna shave my head soon. We might as well make something out of it. Yeah. Oh, and they had that great where he's wearing the headgear with the wig. Yes. I mean, awesome. just, just uh, great. He's a, he's one of those guys uh, where uh, they, they keep saying, uh, you know, his contract is up. I guess in September with TNA. Yeah. He really wants to go back to to, to hear, you know, what I've been reading. He he wants to go back, but the WWE might not want him back. I, well, I would love to see him I have one more. I think there's some yeah. major concerns about his health. Sure. And his sobriety. Which I think that's he's he's been he's been good re- for it seems like recently, but I think but I I would love to see him come back. I would love to see him come back and f- feud with Brock. I'd love to see him Daniel Bryan, Kurt Angle, like the it's endless for me. Like I would just be like because he can he's an amazing face and he's an even better heel. Yeah, kind of do anything. Yeah, if yeah, they I... could, if they could build up Rusev enough. Oh, that'd be yeah, that'd be the perfect kid. Yeah. Which I mean, man, they speaking of Rusev, they uh, they gave him the big SummerSlam win, which is crazy coming from a year ago. Benson and I, he he wrestled in the at Access for yeah, it was like was, right when he was making his NXT debut. Like I don't even think he'd been on TV yet, mm-hmm. and we saw him yeah. wrestle Mojo Rawley, and I'm uh, like, come on, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't know if it's Mojo guy, but this Rusev guy's like got that big monster heel look. And then sure enough, a year later, he's on a huge SummerSlam match. Like that's a pretty it's a pretty big leap there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A lot of, 
a lot of heel victories at SummerSlam this year. It's... Yeah, that's why I was wor- I was getting worried. I'm like, oh no, Cena's gonna win. Like, cause I'm like, they need. <laughs> but I guess Reigns winning was the big victory of the night. Yeah, Rain and and Ziggler. 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 Yeah. yeah. Which that that was. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, um, I was impressed. I just was not expecting that to happen so fast. But I guess if it's gonna happen, it would happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice to to have them build a little bit more, but I, you know, Ziggler's one of those guys that that doesn't have bad matches. And then the Miz is actually, I, I love uh, I, I love the way they repackaged him because he didn't. Oh I yeah, think his face run was particularly successful. No, uh, and and plus, like there was that weird period where I think they were gonna turn him heel, but then they realized that he was in like a family Christmas movie, so they stopped yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There was like one one week where he was a heel, and then they just immediately snapped back. And I seriously think the writers forgot. They're like, "Oh wait, yeah, he's supposed to be promoting this face. You know, you can't have your heel promoting Christmas bounty." That was during uh, SummerSlam last year, actually, because I because I rewatched last year's SummerSlam, and the the cast of the Christmas bounty got a oh, nice yeah. spot shown in the audience. Yeah, he was the host, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Which. I guess he did, like, three things, and that was it. Which, in a way, was sort of unintentionally doing Hollywood Miz back then, because that was just, that's just what, where he was. Yeah. For sure. I, I love the, the <laughs> him not taking any, any hits to his face. That's such yeah. a great character aspect. Yeah, and then I saw on, on I think it was on Raw, um, or no, SmackDown before SummerSlam, um, he... He was giving, he was shaking people's hands, giving high fives, and then he's stepping up to the ring. He pulls out a little hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's because, like, that's what Ben. We were talking about that on the last show. Like those, the little things that he does is what makes that perfect. Like your the whole what you said about what was what was the thing the line that he said. Oh yeah, uh, when his his parents were in the crowd, and uh, and Michael Cole asked him, like, you made your parents pay for their own plane ticket out here. And then just totally straight, like perfectly straight, Miss says, "Yeah, how else are they gonna get here?" Which was that was really nice. <laughs> uh, I actually got to work with him once. Uh, oh wow! I did corporate stuff for for Symantec for years. I still do it once in a while. And they would have me come out and do like live events. And uh, so I worked with him. He was hilarious. He was very gracious, but yeah. also like, you know, like like all good gimmicks it was basically like a version of himself turned up mm-hmm. yeah. he's wearing these bizarre shoes i remember looking down and going those are really like those are crazy shoes man he's like yeah they're louboutins heard of them <laughs> but like not not for anybody else but just the conversation between wow. the two of us <laughs> that's amazing and and actually that uh also working that day was goldberg so the oh. three of us were together and Goldberg was not on good terms with WWE at the time, so mm-hmm. a picture from that made it around, and I like apparently like there was some sort of like punishment that he received for that. Oh, um, wow. he had no idea that Goldberg was going to be there. And Goldberg, uh, oddly enough, is like the nicest human being on the planet. Yeah, I met I met him once. He was he was re- I met him and Kevin Nash, and they were both really cool. And everybody I've heard says Goldberg's really nice. Yeah, it was, he's a sweetheart, for sure. I think, um, yeah, he was at the he was he was at um, WrestleCon during WrestleMania, and 
and he answered every question. He didn't dodge anything. I went because he was doing a fan Q and A, and then he's just it just make it just sounds like he doesn't want to waste that return. Like he knows that it's valuable, and he knows and he wants it to mean something when he if and when he ever does. So he's not like some of these guys that are just like begging to come back because he doesn't need to, I guess. Yeah, no, he's a really smart, very smart businessman. Yeah, and thanks to that, we 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 dodged a Goldberg Ryback match, which some people wanted. So thanks, thank you to him for that. That's How right. weird was that on Raw? Like that, yeah. because it was in Vegas, and I guess Ryback is from Vegas. He was probably the most over he's ever been. Yeah, like the crowd was going crazy for Ryback. There, there a, were all there, kinds of Ryback chants. There was a feed me more chant. I thought I was losing my mind. I didn't realize they were they were in Vegas and he was from Vegas. <laughs> Hometown crowds. He he works really hard though. Like he's one of those guys. Like he doesn't. Uh, you can sort of tell, or maybe you can't tell, but it seems like sometimes guys are kind of phoning it in because they're maybe not happy with with where they are on the card, yeah. or or they're just you know for whatever reason. But he seems to like. Just sort of like whatever he can do, he'll he'll go out there and do it and work super hard wherever you put him on the card. That's definitely true. Yeah, but, I, but we, I mean, we were talking last week about Randy Orton too. I I think Randy Orton is a guy who really like worked hard to 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 do what he can, but there's just not a lot there. <laughs> and I, I think that's clear when you watch him wrestle. Yeah, it's just well, it's kind of stale right now. Like it's weird. Like I think putting the belt on Brock Lesnar was a was a great idea. Uh, yeah. And the way they did it was fantastic. But there's nobody who's going to challenge him right now. There, there's really nobody to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I can see this. I, I can mean, see them writing this for quite some time. Dream Probably scenario. Is, I mean, when Daniel Bryan comes back, that's who get, that's who goes after him. Yeah, but when you really think about it, can Daniel Bryan stand <laughs> up to Brock Lesnar? I mean, if we're really, I mean, it's a dream scenario. This is me dreaming right now. I mean, I'm sure if. If I'm sure that's gonna happen if and when Daniel Bryan gets better, but I just I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they've built up Brock Lesnar so much now. Like he beat the streak, he destroyed. Yeah. Like he's like at least because we saw. I mean, this is it's also is crazy that um, it, I've been to two SummerSlams and both times I saw John Cena get beat clean. Since that rarely rarely happens, and. Um, but there's a there was night and day between the Daniel Bryan match and this match, yeah. and so so for that so I mean yeah I don't know who's gonna come in or who would stand up to Brock I guess or maybe they're still trying to figure that out because at this point Rollins how's Rollins gonna cash in what's going on with that like I don't see Rollins attempting to cash in. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. Like the, jeez, the best thing would be to have him and, and Ambrose feuding over the belt. I mean, not that they need it because it's yeah, their matches yeah. are incredible without with just the stakes of they hate one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, like it feels like that's that's got to happen at some point. They've got to yeah. Rollins has to cash in and get the title. He can't do it with with Brock. Well, you know, I think they're they're definitely doing something with Reigns. Like based off of his reaction and the way they're building him i think maybe they're gonna do a slow like he'll they'll build him up for a while and then maybe rollins will cash in on reigns that'd be interesting 
Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, because Reigns was getting like top guy from the crowd. Like people love Roman Reigns. Yeah. Ever um, since the Rumble, I think yeah, he's been crazy over. And he has been pretty dominant. I mean, that's it's pretty big deal to in the second to last match at SummerSlam to beat Randy Orton. You know, um, and have been a and what was a surprisingly good match wasn't amazing, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, if we can go back to Roland and Ambrose, though, they had a great match at SummerSlam, and then I would say maybe even a better match to Raw the next night. Oh, dude, their match to Raw the next night was amazing. Two two nights in a row, just killing it. I was I was very impressed with those. Yeah, things. and I my the promo that um. <laughs> Just think about it. I watched the GIF like all day long of um, of Ambrose. Um, Ambrose came up behind Rollins while he was doing a promo and dumped an ice bucket over him, and, and yeah. Rollins just looks at him and he's like, "What? It's for charity." And then he throws the ice bucket in his face. <laughs> <laughs> it was such like Ambrose's character right now is so amazing. Um, it kind of reminds me of like Attitude Era Stone Cold, where he just doesn't care and is just doing. He'll just beat up anybody and just kind of doing whatever he wants to do, and I love that about it. And and they have so much chemistry. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And like I, I think they still have many good matches left in them, and yeah. with each other. And I think that's going to be an awesome feud. Yeah. So, how what are some of your favorite like current wrestlers and then all time wrestlers? Let's just. Uh, well, I'll go all time first. Uh, okay. As a kid, I loved Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Awesome. Nice. Um, and and Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, that's my favorite. It's my number Those one. Are, yeah, I mean he's they're both incredible, very different ways. Yeah. Um, geez, I, I love Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Those are kind of pat answers. They're kind of easy. Yeah. Um, my my favorite wrestler of all time is Chris Jericho. Nice. Awesome. I think he's right up there for me. Yeah, he's just like, I mean, his great, his initial run was fantastic, and then when he came back and turned heel, he was like the best heel. He was the yeah. best wrestling. I mean, like hands down, nobody was nobody was as good as he well, was. Well, his though. dedication to the character is amazing. Like, and that's not something you see a whole lot of these days. Like he yeah. was like heel through them through. Like I feel like a lot of heels now. Like you can tell that they secretly want to be cheered, right? Whereas Jericho, just like I'm a heel, I'm gonna be a heel all the time, and and it's pretty great. Yeah, absolutely. She's uh, out of the current crop of guy. I mean, I liked CM Punk a lot, especially his stuff yeah. from 2011 mm-hmm. on was pretty incredible. Um, I think Bray Wyatt is is fantastic. Yeah, I agree yeah, with he's you. Great. And I love Bo Dallas, and it makes me sad yes. that. I thought they they set him up really strong. I actually would have, uh, I mean, what do I know about the business? I'm just a fan, but I would have booked him to go over in that battle royal for the Intercontinental title. I agree. I thought it, I thought they were gonna do it. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. And and that would have been amazing. But I I mean, at least last night he came out and gave a really funny promo to uh, to uh, Swagger, and and. And I, I mean, at least they're keeping him, sending him out there, because I was worried they were just going to totally bury him. Because yeah. his character is so funny. 
and he's so he's super talented with what he what he does. I mean, yeah. And he's only he's so young. He's only going to get better. Like both of those guys are pretty young. There's so many like good young guys. I mean, NXT has made a huge difference in that. Like it there was a few years ago where you're like who's going to f- come up after Cena and like and I don't think they had anybody. I think that's why they kind of did all this cuz now they have a whole new crop of wrestlers and then more down the coming down the pipe. Um but yeah, it's at least that gives me some hope. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if I if I were <laughs> again, if I were in, if I had the keys to the kingdom, I, I would love to see Bo Dallas team up with Damian Sandow. Yes. And try and try and coach him out of his identity crisis, <laughs> and then and then turn have Bo Dallas turn on Sandow and turn Sandow face. I that would that be great. I like cool. that. Yeah. So yeah, the the WWE hires a lot of. Um, Seems like they hire at least one or two comedians at any given time for their writing staff. Have you ever been approached or anything like that? Uh, no, but I remember back in like in like 2001 when I was first out here, I was looking for jobs on Monster.com, and they had a listing for like writer for WWF, and I I thought about applying, but I was like, there's no way on earth that they would hire me. But I, I would I, I've never been approached, but I would totally I would love to do that. <laughs> That'd be a dream job for sure. Yeah, I, I based on what I've heard so far, I think the WWE would be better for it. Yeah, the, why don't they just look, Vince McMahon? This is how Lublin. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you enjoy Thrilling Adventure Hour. Now let's talk business. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you never know. Like, who knows what it's like inside? That's kind of uh, when I when I talk about wrestling to people who are not fans like mm-hmm. like 50% of what of what I'm interested in is why they book matches the way they book them yeah like I'm fascinated by all that behind the scenes stuff as much as I am like how they're able to execute and and put a quality product out there have you ever heard Jensen Carp talk about his experiences writing for WWE no uh, some really fascinating stuff some really like interesting uh gimmicks he pitched that they just refused to do that would have been amazing it, it it sounds like kind of a bummer to, to write for them actually when you hear him talk about it. Oh sure, uh, yeah, I'm sure a ton of stuff yeah. gets uh, yeah. shot down. Uh, the one I remember is he he is pitching a character called Perry Hotter. This was during the height of, of Harry Potter <laughs> fame. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing with Perry Hotter is he would come out and he would like close his eyes and do a spell, and then like a bigger wrestler that was like a buddy of his or, or liked him for whatever reason would come out and beat up the other guy and then run away, and then he would open his eyes again and think that his spell worked. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been great, and they, they never did it, and it's a shame. <laughs> um, uh, have you seen the design of the new design of the, the unified belt? Yes. yes oh, I yeah, that was the big thing from last night, was the, yeah. the gold belt is gone. The, yeah, the big gold belt has gone. Much to, At first, uh, I thought it was the same belt when they brought out. I'm like, wait. And then I looked hard. I'm like, oh, it's the new logo. That's all you guys came up with. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, it's a tight belt design. I, I like that they have yeah. one belt. Yeah, uh, I, I just, definitely needed one design. belt. I just yeah. yeah. The crowd was booing like crazy when it was unveiled, and then poor Jerry Lawler and JPL being like, oh, it looks amazing, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, nothing but boo behind them. <laughs> I don't know. It's a belt. I think it. It. It def, It's. I think it's good that they have one belt. It's a little bittersweet to see the big gold belt go, but I kind of needed to. 
Um, and I'm glad that they have committed now to the one belt. I was worried they were going to like change their minds on that and somehow we'd end up with two champions again. I'm like, no. <laughs> I was really worried for a minute. I, and I think it helps the mid-card a ton, too, because now the IC belt... I mean, everything they've done with it, even putting it on Barrett, kind of helped elevate that title. And and you know, when 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 I was younger, that was like that was the title I would have wanted to win if I was a wrestler. Oh yeah, Intercontinental title was like the coolest yeah. title, and it was because it was usually like the young guys, um, and like the because I remember the first Intercontinental champion that I remember. Well, I guess the first Intercontinental champion I remember is Macho Man. Mm-hmm. But then, but then it was like Ultimate Warrior. I mean, there was the whole honky tonk man thing, yes. but um, which he, I, I like looking back at Saturday Night Event. I'm like, I can't believe this got over. This is hilarious. Like he's basically an Elvis impersonator, <laughs> and he was Intercontinental Champion for like a year. Well, and there was never a clean finish. He would always either disqualify yeah. himself or, or run away. Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Hart, the perfect heel manager. <laughs> I like. I met him at San Diego. I was walking oh, the floor. Yeah. He was there. I was walking with my dad. I was like, Dad, hold on a second. I went over to him and I said, I took a picture of him as I was walking up just because I felt like he wouldn't want me to take one otherwise. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I take a picture with you? And he was like, oh, hey, man, let me tell you right now. I would love to do that. But the people who brought me here, here's the deal. You pay $20 and then you get any of those pictures over there. And then you come take a picture with me. I'll let you hold the megaphone, the whole deal. And like he went through this whole sales thing. I was like, oh, oh. you know what? I'll come back later. I already got a picture of him, but he, I mean, he was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's he how, oh, he was annoying. That's like that's the nice the nice version of, of Brenda's encounter with Virgil, which didn't go so well. Really? Oh, well, I didn't. I didn't. This was before Virgil was like a meme, and it was my first Comic Con, and I was just beyond excited. And this was back in two thousand five, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. Oh my, and I'm just like walking the floor, and I had read in the, and it's still in there, but I don't think anybody realizes it or actually uses this rule. But there is an official Comic Con rule that anybody giving autographs has to sign the souvenir program for free, even if they're charging like a hundred dollars for an autograph. They have to sign the program for free, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that that's kind of just put there and like. People don't appreciate it when you go up there and with no money and try to get them to sign the program. So I did it to one person, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't – they weren't very nice. Um, and then I, I forgot who it was. I think it was like um, it was like Lou Ferrigno or um, it might have been the Boomer guy. It's one of those people that are at all the conventions, like the original Boomer from Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been him. And then I walk, and I'm like, Virgil, holy shit. And I freaked out because, again, I, I, this is my first Comic-Con since – because I went once in high school, but this was, like, years later. And 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 the and, and at the time, the autograph hall was the first thing you saw. So I'm like, this is amazing. And I saw Virgil, and I went up there. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he was just, like, talking to a girl, not paying any attention. And then I'm like, hey, can you sign this? And he's like, hey, do you want to buy a picture? and Or do you want to buy an autograph? And I'm like, well – no, but can you sign this? It says you. He's like, and then he's like, well, I'm not. I'm, he's like, no, I. You have to pay. I'm like, no, it says here you have to. And, I, and he's like, oh, and, he, and I asked him another question. And he just turned 
and started talking to the girl. As soon as he realized I wasn't like I didn't have any money, and I just <laughs> almost was, like ran away from the convention. And this is, but now you see, like, you know, the sad Virgil. And he wasn't even at Comic Con this year. I was, was kind of sad. I'm like, oh man, did he give up? <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of wrestlers that uh, I signed with Night Vale on uh, Sunday, and the table. I mean, there's there are curtains that that separate the tables. Mm-hmm. But I I looked to our left, which is where the next table was, and I saw this like frazzled hair sticking out, and I realized it was head that because Al Snow was at the oh, next yeah. table. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. I love that you saw. Yeah, that wasn't he first. with like Scott yeah. Steiner and yes, who else? Ken Anderson was there, but you, Ben oh, yeah. saw I, Ken uh, Anderson. I encountered Ken Anderson. I uh, I had gone to the speakeasy, uh, and then I was coming back to my hotel room like one in the morning, and uh, I see these three guys like screwing around, like mocking the car that was uh, on the crosswalk as they were crossing, and I just kind of was like, oh, ignore, ignore, drunk idiots, whatever. Uh, and then I kind of hear uh, one of them say, this is how I'm going to enter the ring from now on. And I look over and it's Ken Anderson. <laughs> 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 uh, that was a fun moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, should we talk about some of the other SummerSlam matches we have? Yeah, what, were, let's, let, what are your guys' highlights? What were your highlights? Uh, I thought Stephanie was fantastic. Yeah, I was really surprised that. See, I told you, Matt. I told you she was going to deliver. <laughs> I, I, I'll admit, I was, I had my doubts, uh, but she, she was really great in the ring. Yeah, she, like, I remember that whole McMahon Helmsley era when she had the women's title and then never wrestled. And yeah, I, I think yeah. her first big match was maybe it was either Trish Stratus or Lita. I don't remember which which it was, but it was like, oh, was she, Trish. That, there you go. It was Trish, and she was like, "You like, wow, she can actually work." Yeah. Um, and she again, like, there's no need for her to do any of that, but she's. Uh, it was a great. Uh, it was a great match. The the one thing about it that that <laughs> kind of stuck out was uh, it felt like Nikki Bella came out to the ring early. Yeah, because she was just, yeah. standing she just stood there. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there. I'm like, I think she missed her cue. Yeah, something because she's just not doing anything. Yeah. Um, and then like Triple H, I think, came out to like kind of be like, "Hey," <laughs> and then they just they didn't really do anything with each other. Like, what? This is a little awkward. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the one thing I, I like this whole angle. But the Bellas are terrible actors. Like they're terrible. <laughs> This is how they get better. It's true, but I feel like they've been around for long enough. They should be way better than they are. I feel like Bree is slowly improving. Yeah, but (laughs) like on the mic, their inflection is so weird. Like, (laughs) like Stephanie, especially when you have like Stephanie is great on the mic. Like she is really good. Yeah, but like. Bri and Nikki, I just, it, I don't know, it's such a huge contrast for me. But, I mean, they're still, I like what they're doing with this, I hope. I mean, I don't know, I still think the whole Daniel Bryan angle is kind of silly. Um, but I'm just, I get why they're doing it, just to keep him relevant and fresh for if and hopefully when he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the Jericho match a lot. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping he doesn't retire before I can see him live because because SummerSlam is not going to be in LA next year. 
Yeah. If he's not at WrestleMania, that that might be my last chance. Well, I mean, I don't know. He, I mean, he's gonna go. He'll. I think he he's he's only gonna have like one more pay per view, and then he's back on tour yeah. with Fozzie. But and then I'm, you know, and that's that's kind of the great thing about Jericho now is one, you never know when he's gonna come back, and that's kind yeah. of been fun. And then when he does come back, he seems to like be so into it, and he seems to only come back when he has something to do, like. Yeah. This time around, you could tell he was there because he wanted to wrestle Bray Wyatt, and so I—I I don't know. I think he's got a few of those runs and left in him. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like there there are less there are less and less. Like I, this this time around, like I, uh, their their match at Battleground wasn't great. There's a lot of ring. I mean, maybe he had some yeah. ring rust or, or whatever. Yeah. The SummerSlam match was definitely better. It was nice to see Wyatt go over clean. Um, yeah. They they obviously they need to have a rubber match, which Wyatt will win, <laughs> uh, and it gives him something to do. But it also feels like it feels like that character is kind of stuck in neutral because they wanted him to they wanted to keep him heel, and the crowds like. I mean, he was red hot after uh, after his match with Cena. He should have won the the rubber match of that one too. Yeah, I I was really I, yeah that kind of bummed me out because like the Raw after WrestleMania, I was like, oh my god, like Bray's like a tough face. He's going, he was <laughs> yeah. so over, and then they kind of stalled that, and and that's what bothers me sometimes about the WWE. I'm like, just go with what the crowd wants. Like how it's not. Rocket science, but when they like, I hate when they try and force things like that. Like, no, this guy's a heel. <laughs> like, like what they did with Cesaro. I'm like, everybody was cheering for him, and then they're like, no, no, you're gonna boo him. And I don't know. I feel like that's just not the right way. I mean, I guess sometimes, but like, if if the crowd is like that hot for somebody, like, just embrace that and run with it. That's what I would do. Yeah, and they, they, I mean, who's their top face right now outside of Cena? Is it? I mean, Jericho's there in a limited capacity. Roman Reigns probably is Roman Reigns, yet. but yeah. they can't put him yeah. in a main event yet. You know? Yeah, and and wow. so I guess I don't know. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be it, like his, I think the real test for him, and maybe it's not a test, will be his first feud post Rollins because the yeah. two of them. Have yeah. crazy chemistry. Like, how's he gonna do when he's got to face off against somebody else? Like, yeah, I'm sure Riot would be a good program. Yeah, we, there was a kind of taste of that briefly when the Shield was feuding with uh, the White family a while back, but that I don't, that never really went anywhere. Yeah. Um. So, what was your? Do you have any low points for SummerSlam? Uh, I didn't love the AJ Page match as much as uh, a lot of the reviews it's gotten. I didn't think it was terrible, but it just... I thought I I thought I was gonna like it more. I yeah. I don't think they gave him enough time. It felt kind of rushed. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it was, I'm looking at the time series. It was the shortest by far on the yeah. on the card. But it was good. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Like there weren't any really bad matches. It was yeah. more like the yeah. stuff that wasn't there, like a tag match. Yeah, I don't understand what they're doing. With they, it's that's the that's. I mean, I'm sure we can all we all have our things that bother us the most, but it just makes no sense to me when they have a good thing and then they just, for what seems like like they they broke up a bunch of tag teams, yeah. and 
now there's like no tag team division. Yeah, every time you start to think they're they're building the tag team division, they they just break everyone as up. As soon as you say that, that's when it like yeah. breaks up again. And I don't get it. Yeah, and the previous two pay per views, the uh, the the Wyatt family and the Usos were like the best match of the like like first yeah. of all, Money in the Bank. You're like, oh, that's the best match. And they and they're they opened and then and nobody hit the level that they that they set. Then they jerk yeah. the curtain again at at Battleground, and the match is even better. And and I and to have the Usos go over was interesting. Like, oh, where's this going to lead now? Now yeah. we're in face, and the answer is nobody. Yeah, <laughs> and and then on Raw they well they lost to Goldust and Stardust. Yeah, but <laughs> I love that tag team. I love. I, I they're I they're awesome, but I'm just wondering like what are they gonna do with them? And um and and I don't know. It was it was disappointing. There was no tag team match. There was there was no U.S. title match. Yeah, you know, like Sheamus wasn't even there, so I don't know what's going on with that. I feel like they don't know what to do with Sheamus right now. They need to turn him heel, I think. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while since he was heel. And, and I think he needs to drop that title to Rusev. Yeah. That would be yeah. amazing. If Rusev was U.S. champion, that would yeah, that probably be, be the best thing. Because I'm just thinking, like, the Lana promos we get from that. Yeah. Her, she, for It's crazy how talented she is, considering that, like, she was just, like, a model. I guess like a sort of actress, yeah, model actress, and they brought her in because I remember when because Rusev first came out with nobody, and I'm like, all right, I can see this maybe working. And then as soon as they brought in Lana, I'm like, there it is, like that's like it. like they got it, and yeah. and 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 the, and then her and um and Zeb scoring off has been awesome, for sure. Um, I hope there's more of that. It's just. It's still a little weird to me, as we pointed out last week, how they pretty much didn't have to do anything to turn Swagger face, which is a little disturbing about like just the culture <laughs> of the wrestling fans. I, which, uh, but also in a weird way, that's that's kind of why I I like wrestling and why I think it stands out as an art form. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It is, if nothing else, a reflection of the audience and, and what people want to see when you watch it. Yeah, because. People, I, I I cannot state how crazy the crowd went, like yeah. during the Swagger Rusev match. Like it was nuts. It was by far one of the loudest matches of the night. And then when Rusev lost, and like people were going crazy. <laughs> like when they put that Russian flag up, I was <laughs> like, oh my, like they're actually doing this. This is happening. <laughs> That's pretty ballsy. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, I but it brings me back to when I was a kid, and I remember when Sergeant Slaughter beat the Ultimate Warrior. Like, I remember crying, <laughs> and and like even going before that, my first wrestling memory when Andre turned on Hulk Hogan, and like how shocking that was, and those kind of things. Like, those are what I remember, and so I get it. I get what they're doing, and it's weird that that. That angle seems to be timeless. Like that, that still works in yeah. 2014. Like, well, there's always an enemy. I, they did it with, um, was it Tiger Ali Singh back in like oh, yeah. 2001, 2002? Um, just like there's always, 
<laughs> and then, I mean, before Sergeant Slaughter, there was Nikolai Volkov and yeah. the Iron Sheik. Yeah, and watching, because like, that was that's been the other treat of the network for me is going back and watching Saturday Night's main event. Yeah, and like those shows are so, like, I don't know, I they were doing something right because those shows, like, even though they were once a month, I immediately knew what was going on and the way they developed the storylines, I think it's probably because they only had four pay-per-views a year they had to build around. Yeah. Like, that must have made it easier to keep to like keep feuds drawn out because they could draw out a feud for, like, super long, but now you have a pay-per-view every month. Yeah. Like, that's got to be crazy. On and what, so uh, six hours a week? Yeah, there's so much more TV. Um, because, like, back then they had the weekly shows where most of those were, like, jobber matches... And then they had the one once a month, if that, Saturday Night's main event. Yeah. Um, and, and so it let them, it's, it seemed like, the, like but those stories, they were so on point. Like it was so, like I could, I'm like, I would just, so just watching those, I just, I'm right away, I'm like, okay, this guy's a good guy, this guy's a bad guy. Oh, this brutal attack. And that's, and, and like, man, where is this kind of, like you still see it sometimes, but it's just, it's, I think it's, I think it shows that, like, sometimes you should just keep it simple. Like, this guy doesn't like that guy, and they're going to fight about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And we need, I don't know, we, I feel like, I don't know, there's not, I mean, I was, it was also nice on the the Nikki to see, like, a good old-fashioned swerve with the Nikki Bella thing. It's been a while since we had one of those. That's true. Although those can quickly get annoying. I mean, see Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they don't do it as often now. No, definitely not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice when you get that. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know if it needs to be said at this point, but can we talk about how amazing the Heyman Lesnar promo was on the Raw after? Oh, dude, that was... I was so excited for that, and it delivered it yeah. delivered it more, like... And we're just going to, like, I, I'm excited for when Lesnar goes away and we're just going to see Paul Heyman walk out with that belt. <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, I think that's what went, went, went wrong with Cesaro, though, because that, that was, like, it was, like, his whole point. It was almost like he was the manager for Heyman. He yeah. Heyman yeah. a reason to come out and, and be on everybody's mind and mention Brock Lesnar in, in every single promo. Now yeah. he's got the belt to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was bummed at how they. I mean, I just like I feel like it's it's it, you really have to try to like the Heyman Curtis Axel pairing and then Cesaro, which I was really excited for, and they kind of blew that too. Yeah, and so I don't know maybe they need another like good heel manager. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, because, I don't know, some of the, I don't know, I feel like there's, I feel like where it's pretty good, it's, everything's pretty good right now, it just, yeah, like you said, like, what's next? I think, like, every, who's going to be Brock? I don't know. Yeah, every, every couple months, uh, Roddy Piper will swear up and down that he's coming back to WWE, <laughs> and I really hope one of these times it's true and they just bring him in as a heel manager, because I think he would be great at that now. Oh yeah, he would be. Yeah. <laughs> he he keeps promising it, so hopefully what one if day. Oh Dallas just showed up with his dad. 
but as IRS. If if if, IRS, if Bo Dallas is like, here's my new manager, and then IRS came out, that would be amazing. I can see that IRS is like he's tired of his hippie son with his Bo Lee ways. He makes him cut his hair and, and step in line. Yeah. I can see that. And then he becomes like a miniature IRS. He gets a buzz yeah. cut. Yeah. Comes out in like suspenders. That would be amazing. Calls yeah, finishes the loophole. Yeah. So, um, so Hal, what are some other things that you're liking? Like, do you watch do you watch other wrestling besides WWE? Do you watch any of the indie stuff? Or, you know, I never have really gotten into a ton of indie stuff, and I've tried recently to watch TNA, and I just couldn't. Oh, yeah. I, I, like it took it took like 10, 15 minutes before I saw any wrestling, and and with WWE, I'm I'm a little bit more tolerant of it because I'm more familiar with the product. But, but it yeah. just it just goes to show like a problem probably any wrestling show would have is if you don't get to some in ring in ring action quickly like I don't know who I see two guys arguing I don't know who the face is and I don't know who the heel is so th- them wrestling each other doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Do you know Joey Ryan at all? Al? No, no, I don't. He's a, a indie guy, so, so from California area. Okay. He was on TNA for a while, and that's. After he left, that's when I, I just I couldn't get I couldn't watch TNA anymore after he after they fired him. Uh, this is you know this is I, we I don't think we plugged him last week. But we're big Joey Ryan fans, so just to get that plug out there again, check him out. People <laughs> listening, there him and uh, Candice are defending the titles at at um at the he, he's, he's a P and him and Candice LeRae are pro wrestling. Have you ever heard of pro wrestling gorilla? Yes. Um, so they're the tag team. Him and this and a lady are tag team champions. And she's she's amazing. She does she's the best women's wrestler I have ever seen ever. Yeah. Wow. We were at an indie show in Monrovia, and was it Shirley and Melissa she was going yeah. against? Who is another um, incredible indie wrestler? I mean, women's uh, wrestler. Yeah. Shirley uh, Melissa grabs her by the legs, takes her outside the ring, and this is right next to where we are, and just like swings her back and forth through the chairs. And these aren't like because we were sitting in them, we could verify. These were not like the, the flimsy steel chairs you see in wrestling all the time. These yeah, were legitimate regular... steel. Uh, swinging her through the chairs. It was nuts. Horrible. It was so it was just it was insane. Wow. Yeah. I yeah, in, I love going to indie shows just because it's it's cool being able to sit right up front and be able like like to touch the ring and you paid For like $10. fifteen bucks, ten bucks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're they're in Monrovia. That's where they do their shows. Well, oh, that's where um, QPW, uh, quintessential pro wrestling. Yeah, concession. PWG is in uh, Reseda. Oh, okay. QPW has another show coming up, but they're in uh, they're in Vegas. It's in they're Vegas, the women's tournament. Yeah. Nice. But um, yeah, we try to go to indie shows. It's just the problem with indies is that every once in a while they just disappear. Yeah, they just go away for a while. Sure, of course. <laughs> but now, like, they've got, um, but now, because of the Black Thursday releases, you got Drew McIntyre and um, Matt Seidel, Evan Bourne, and those guys on the indie circuit. So I think there's going to be some really good indie matches happening 
Yeah, and if well, look, if TNA goes under, there'll be a plenty more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I read, I tried to figure out because it's like a parent. So like, it doesn't. It seems like it's Spike said they're considering not renewing their contract. Yeah, there's been no deal. Uh, there's been no deal made as far as I've seen. So it yeah. could be over in August. I'm in October. Yeah, I mean, if they can't make any kind of deal, they'll be in trouble. Well, yeah, probably what happening is they'll make a, a bad deal for them because they have no leverage. Yeah, and if but without TV, like you have no, you can't be a like without TV, you're you you have no, you have nothing. Yeah, not at the level that they're operating. For yeah, sure. like you would go out of business really fast. <laughs> because I mean, Howard. Although it's weird because. Um, if you watched, I did. Wa- I tried to watch TNA recently, and like, they didn't promote any of their live shows. And like, what? Is, what? How do people even know that like their live shows exist? <laughs> so I'm wondering what a TNA house show is like. Well, they, they seem to have a real. Uh, the the few people that follow them seem pretty loyal, and their shows are are they're still always in the impact zone, right? Yeah, and I guess they did. Um, so they did like a series of of tapings or shows at the Hammerstein Ballroom, but they didn't even do it in the normal room like the ECW Ring of Honor did it in. They did it in a smaller room, so it would make it look... like They did it in, like, the smaller room. I think, like, they did Raw in there once, and it's, like, tiny. Uh, Well, it's another good business move. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Are they still pre-taping pay-per-views? Are they still are they still trying that? I don't know what they're that that's to me is the craziest thing when they pre-taped they pre-taped a bunch of pay-per-views and some of them didn't air until like a year later. Yeah, and, and people who were in the pay-per-views were no longer with the company by the time they aired. Wow. Like that just and then they didn't like there was no because it was pre-taped, like none of the mat the matches were just like it was like watching an indie show. Like, okay, like there's no story here. Yeah. It's just here's a bunch of matches, which at times is 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 good, but most of the time you're just like, I don't care about any of these people. And I don't yeah. know what are they fighting each other for. Yeah. Um, and it, it's also weird that they brought in they they brought back the young bucks for one of those, and then they only had him wrestle that one show. I'm the man who changed their name again, I believe. Because I don't, were they using the same name they had used before? Oh, yeah, it was Generation Me, which that's also, like, these guys are famous as the Young Bucks. If you call them this, nobody's going to know it's them. (laughs) I I mean, I know WWE does that, but that's WWE, like. Yeah, they they have the juice, too. Exactly. Any other SummerSlam thoughts? I, I had a I had a lot of fun. I, I left happier than I did last year. I think overall it was a really good card. Um I I liked it almost as much as I like I mean I was also at WrestleMania and I liked it almost as much as WrestleMania. I think wow. it had better matches than WrestleMania overall. I might agree with that. Yeah, it was a really great show. It felt uh, like it felt like a smaller card, but I think that worked to their advantage because they yeah. they got a lot more time for each match. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that they did. I mean, with the exception to the women's match, like they did, they, the matches were, I think they were, they, they, yeah, that's that's what that's what pay-per-views are supposed to be. They're supposed to be longer matches, and better quality. And I think 
we felt I felt like that more so than some of the other pay-per-views. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes the pay-per-view, some pay-per-views, just especially there was that string after SummerSlam last year, where it just felt like glorified Raws, and <laughs> like and and especially with like where there was like what like four screw job finishes in a row, like yeah. from starting with SummerSlam, like with the title match, and like no wonder nobody's buying your pay-per-views. Like that was a crazy time. Like, after a while, people are just... You can do it, like, once or twice, but if you're consistently, like, not giving real finishes, people catch on to that. Right. All right, so, um, Hal, anything else you want to discuss? No, I, I, uh, I'm good. It was, it was fun. I've, I, I love talking wrestling. I'll do it anytime. Awesome. So it was nice to sort of uh, chat with other like-minded folks. Yeah. We're yeah, always happy to have you here, and we appreciate yeah. you coming on. Anytime you want to talk wrestling, just let us know. Um, we'd be happy to have you on anytime. Yeah. We'll do. And um, do you have anything you would like to plug, sir? Uh, sure. I, wh- when is this going to release? Um, probably, um, probably tomorrow night. Okay, great. Uh, if you're going to be at Dragon Con in Atlanta over Labor Day weekend, uh, I will be there doing various uh, sort of panels and, and shows and stuff. Um, so you can see me there. I think we still have tickets if you're in the New York area. Uh, we'll be there Saturday, October 11th for two shows at the Bell House in Brooklyn for Thrilling Adventure Hour. There's still tickets to the second show. So you can go to thrillingadventurehour.com uh, to get your tickets. Nice. So I've been to the show twice. I can say it, it's always amazing. You should definitely do that if you're in the area. Well, thank you, Matt. And Matt, uh, by the way, interesting story. I don't know if you've discussed this or not, but uh, Matt Matt was at our panel, which was Friday night, and got called out by I think Mark Evan Jackson for uh, looking yeah. for looking a lot like me. Yeah. So uh, he's my official. I definitely see a resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, you may have to uh, pinch hit for me if I'm tired. Yeah, no problem. And if you if you get that WWE gig, that'll be that'll be good for me too. Because yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be like uh, we'll do Twin Magic. It'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I've, so have you been to Dragon Con before? I always wanted to go. I I never have. Um, and a good friend of mine, Ken Plume. I was supposed to go. I know last Ken. Year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know Ken also. I used to do a show on Quick Stop Entertainment. Uh, of course, everybody knows Ken. Yeah. Uh, so Ken last year was like, you have to come to Dragon Con, and it, and it like it just didn't. It was too close. So I promised him I would make it this year, and I got my ticket. And so I'm doing all of his uh, fun programming stuff. Oh, nice. That's a huge con. That's like right up there with Comic Con, and but I guess like because it's in Atlanta and it's so hot, they have most of it's like three. It takes up like three hotels or something crazy. Yeah, it's all indoors and connect. I actually I saw um, James Urbaniak who will be there as well, and he was talking to me about it. It's like you don't leave, you don't go outside. Yeah, because it's like a hundred degrees and it's like super humid. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm looking for, I'm nervous about it, but I'm excited. Yeah, and it's like a huge yeah, it's a pretty huge con. It's like yeah, it's right up there, and I've never been able to go, but I've because it's so close to Comic Con that like. I'm pretty wiped out, like financially wise, after Comic Con. Sure. Let's we'll have, we'll have to figure it out. Um, I've always wanted to go to that. Um, are you gonna? Um, 
Are you going to try and go to WrestleMania since it's in Santa Rosa? Jeez, I would love to. I, I actually should should see if I could get tickets somehow. Because uh, I would love to go to a wrestle. I've never been to a live paper. I went to my first one, my first WrestleMania this year, and it was in New Orleans, and it was amazing. It was the best experience I've ever had. Oh, it sounds and great. I'm super excited to go again. Like, I went to the closest I've been to a pay per view is I went to Fan Access a couple years ago outside of Staples Center. Yeah, we went uh, we went to that last year, and then they didn't do it this year. <clears throat> I was bummed. They just there. did like these panels that cost. Fifty dollars to go to, and you didn't get an autograph. If you want an autograph, it was a hundred or two hundred dollars. Yeah, times are tough for the yeah. WWE. The Elvis tightening. Yeah. I, I I hope they get. I hope they figure that out soon. Um, it's it's always worrisome, but I mean the wrestling business has survived through worse. Yeah, it's a sort. It's a cyclical. Uh, they just go through cycles like every other business does. Yeah, and. I just I don't see things. I mean, yeah, like they're so huge that yeah, they cut a few things here and there, and then they'll be fine. I'll bounce yeah. back. They still, I mean, they've they they signed. I mean, I, I'm they they're doing more things to appeal worldwide. They signed Kenta. They're gonna have a huge <clears throat> audience in Japan. They're gonna air. They're airing NXT now live in Japan because they signed Kenta. That's this awesome. new, it's Japanese wrestler. So like they're making headway there. Yeah. Things are turning up. So. Yeah. Well, it was great to have you on, Hal, Hal and I um, really appreciate it. And um, any last words, anything? Uh, my pleasure, and I hope uh, <laughs> I hope everybody watches more wrestling. For goodness sakes, let's get out there and talk about it. Let's not be afraid to be wrestling fans in public. There you go. <laughs> totally agree. There you go. My, my hangout's at anything you have going on? Back now. Uh, oh, you guys yeah, still I, doing uh, I was gone. Can you hear me? Did we lose Benson? Uh, he's, Can you hear he's me right appeared. now? He was gone and then he came back. Okay, oh, no. yeah, I might. Uh, we may have lost him. Well, you can, can check you... out all of our podcasts on thebenuenetwork.com. Go to mbwspod.com for um, all of your Matt and Brendo wrestling show needs and to submit your questions. And um, also check out radiobrendo.com for Radio Brendo Man and. Um, we recorded a three-hour episode last week, so check that out. Can Benson's you hear me back. now? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah. I was saying, can you hear me? And you guys were both talking about me. Well, I was clearly not hearing me. I feel like <laughs> Henry, Any plugs, Benson? Uh, yeah, go to BenvyNetwork.com. Check out all the shows there. Uh, the other ones that I'm on are Popsicles, Benson's Boombox, and Shut Up Leonard, which is about the TV show community. So check all those out, and you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's D-R Matt Benson. Oh, and Hal, what's your Twitter? You can follow me on Twitter at Hal Lublin, H-A-L-L-U-B-L-I-N. Awesome. And I'm at Brendo Man, and we are at MBWS Podcast. Correct. Is that correct? That okay. is correct. So, um, and you'll, that'll, that'll keep you updated on when we post episodes, and also sometimes Benson tells jokes on there, and they're funny. Yeah, thank you. And sometimes tweets wrestlers things. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a response from a wrestler? Uh, no. The close, the closest, it was not close at all. Was I, I tweeted making fun of the, 
There was a Divas match at a pay-per-view a while ago. I forget which pay-per-view it was at, but there was a moment where they all locked arms. Oh, the Survivor members. Series arm yeah. lock thing? I, I tweeted a joke about that, and then a, a, a Bella Mark got really mad at me. That's the closest <laughs> to a response I've ever had. <laughs> uh, I got JR to re- respond to me recently. Ooh, I, nice. Oh, yeah? I wrote, uh, I don't know, I mean, if you regularly listen... So during the during the segment, if you're still listening, the the parts at the beginning of his podcast where he's talking about stuff, uh, he always in the middle he'll be like, uh, "I saw the uh, the Usos wrestling a Sonic break," and then he starts. You can hear him sip through a straw and shake <laughs> his cup so you can hear the ice, and then he goes, I "Love that diet peach tea." They're they're not paying me. I, I have them on Route 44 on the way in here. So and like. Every episode, it's it's just nonstop. And then, <laughs> so then the the most recent one, uh, he just in the middle goes, I don't know why they're not working with me. They're an Oklahoma business. I live right here in Norman. <laughs> just, it makes sense. Why, why don't you have me over to your office and we'll talk about ideas? So I I tweeted uh, the new the new Moby Dick tale is all about Jr. trying to get Sonic as a podcast sponsor. So he he retweeted that with an LOL. And I was nice. I was giddy like a schoolgirl. <laughs> Anybody could go it to, I, I was go look 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 good old Jr. By God, yeah, we met we met Jr. at Fan Access last year, and Benson had him sign his old WCW trading card. Yeah. It was he really he dug it. He was he was cool. It was really yeah, cool. It was awesome. I was freaking out. <laughs> I'm not amazing. good meeting wrestlers because I freak out too much. <laughs> Like I got, <laughs> I'll just quick start. I, I I met I met the Heart Foundation at um at at um, WrestleCon this year. Like I paid and everything, and they're like my favorite wrestlers. And sure. I was I just kind of was like Bret Hart, you're so great, and and just kind of and the and like the guys like all right, like the the line herder guy. I kind of got shoved off by the line herder guy. <laughs> like, <it's so> embarrassing. <laughs> like I got s- silenced. <laughs> He's like, all right, that's enough. Enough gushing, buddy. <laughs> Stop sweating all over Mr. Hart. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, this has been another episode of Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show. Thank you for joining us. And um, I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm Matt Benson. Have a good one, everybody. On time, we're taking over the prime time. And if you cross us, you're stepping over the fine line. But we can take this to the center of the ring. And when the bell dings, it's time to go. I'll hit the top rope while you're bleeding. No, slam me with the chair in the back of your head. Put you through a table, now you're thinking you're dead. As I climb the ladder and reclaim the belts, you're going home with a face full of welts. We came to win. Well, you better know it's Matt and Brendo's wrestling show. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.